great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right, one month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Hello, everyone. My name is Trent, but most of you know me as IT Guy, and welcome back to the Blockchain Gaming Podcast. In this episode, I have Little Penguin on the show to talk about the interesting changes in the past week, a Christmas event wrap-up, and to talk a little bit about Mintopoly, another play-to-earn game that is still very new. I'm super excited to be doing this podcast today, so without any further ado, let's just jump right into it. Little Penguin, Happy New Year, and how are you doing today? Happy New Year to you. I'm fine. Thank you. And how are you? I'm doing all right. Um, we just had this brief little conversation before the show started about um, kind of how my Christmas event went. <laughs> um, not not so as well. <laughs> exactly. Not so well compared to yours, at least. Um, so just for people who kind of don't maybe know exactly who you are, um, they should have seen some of the messages saying, you know, you were the first to print. But why don't you just run through some of the um, accolades um, and achievements you've done throughout uh, Coin Hunt World um, and outside of the game as well? Accolades? I'm not sure I have any. But um, I'm little. That's quite page. modest, considering <laughs> I'm looking at your wiki page right now. <laughs> well, has it changed? I haven't checked. So I, I'm really just a small town girl. I live 45 kilometers outside of Vancouver, and thankfully I do live close enough to Vancouver that I can actually drive in. Um, I don't actually normally drive into Vancouver very often, and it really wasn't until, I'd say it was a Halloween event. And it's because I referred both my parents, my Mm -hmm. mom and dad, to the game, and somehow they managed to collect enough keys to open that red vault during the Halloween event. Wow. That really kickstarted my desire, I, I should say, mm-hmm. to start driving and really grinding at this game. You'll see that before that, I mean, I, I was just your average Vancouver player, I would say. Wasn't, mm-hmm. really, wasn't really trying to grind too hard or, or do anything or make too much noise. Mm-hmm. But for the Christmas event, this was interesting. And this is actually the first time that I've driven so many times into Vancouver. I think there was one day during the event that I actually drove 600 kilometers. (laughs) Yes, I know. Insane, right? Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) And it it was just the nature of the event. It was because trees were going up at certain times. And if I make the trip out to Vancouver, it's a 90 kilometer round trip. But as trees were starting to get added, oh, okay, I have to drive all the way back out just to get one more tree, all the way back home. And then another couple trees would pop up on the map. Okay, let's drive all the way back, all the way back home. But yeah, it was 600 kilometers and it's absolutely insane. That That is a lot. Um, I'm looking here. I, I don't actually know what you actually finished like the position you placed for the month of December, do you know? I don't know. Okay. It was <laughs> um, definitely I, in the top five, right? I think so. I mean, oh, I right. wasn't checking. Really, I was just trying to keep my place. 
mm-hmm. but I, I'm not sure where I ended up. Well, I, I, probably in the top five. Um, like I er, like I said earlier, you were the first to print the Gingerbread Man, the first to complete the uh, the new mechanic of the quest line, um, which was really exciting. Um, and I and I believe was is it your sister or your brother who also completed it? Sorry, here it says your sister on on the wiki. So <laughs> awesome! I should go take a look. Yes, it was my sister that completed okay. it later that day. Yes. So it was. Um, and, and so did you kind of do the event with her then the whole time? Nope. Oh wow. <laughs> she actually did not start playing until I think it was the second or third day. Oh, wow. So she actually didn't have candy canes. And that means she couldn't actually put up her rare tree at all. And then when she finally did get her gingerbread man to drop, it was actually the lack of candy canes that kept her from completing the quest. Hmm. Which is backwards from what everyone else was experiencing. Right. <laughs> um. So I know that you you just said you're a little bit outside of Vancouver. Um, so I'm assuming this is this is might be a bold assumption, but your area is is quite filled. Lots of keys, no. lots of user bolts. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Eh? Not. Wow. No, I mean, I mean, my husband plays as well. Mm-hmm. So we've got our twenty vaults, and then there's a few other scattered vaults from players who I'm pretty sure don't actually play anymore. I'm not sure what's going on there, but there are mm-hmm. a few vaults. And then we've got a couple other really active players nearby. Uh, his name is Jeebus, and he's in Maple yep. Ridge. So he's a really active player, and he actually ended up finishing the quest as well. Yep. In the top ten. Yep. Yes. But other than that, there's, there aren't very many keys. If I open up my map from my home, there's no keys on the map. And oh, you, wow. can see, you can really only see mine and my husband's vaults, and that's really it. So you had to, I mean, you did say you drove 600 kilometers in one day. <laughs> so oh, you yeah. had to drive a lot for, for, to be able to, to pull off what you pulled off. Yeah, unfortunately, right now, as it stands, and I know that uh, Illusion Weaver and Cuckoo Puffs were alluding to making changes right, so right. that it would better balance for rural players. But right now, there's really no hope unless you're driving many, many kilometers whether it be to get to that epic cauldron or to that epic tree to get your gingerbread man or, yep. or whatnot. Yep. Um, so how did you actually find the game, Coin Hunt World, and start and get into uh, it? So it was actually my husband that found it. Right. And okay. Oh, sorry. Um, let me just preface this. Your husband is J-Duo, right? Yes, that's right. Okay. So J-Duo also was the first person to print the elf QB this, this yeah, event. Yeah, he... He had much better luck getting those bells to drop, and I was getting stupid offers. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so he actually came across a post on Red Flag Deals, and we're okay. we're Canadian, so Red Flag Deals is you know the big, big uh, website if you care about finding cheap things. Mm-hmm. He's always on that website. He's always reading. Every time I look at him, he's on his phone reading Red Flag Deals. <laughs> So there was one night he came across a post and it was somebody who was shilling the referral link. Mm -hmm. I don't know who it was. It might have been Squeamy. I'm not sure. I never saw the post. But my husband came down really excitedly. He just ran down the stairs and he said, oh, guess what, little penguin? There's this game that'll give you free Bitcoin. 
Nice. And I just brushed him off. I'm like, okay, whatever. That's a scam. Like, what are you even doing? <laughs> but he apparently was really excited about it. So he actually set up an account for me. Mm-hmm. And I have an iPhone. So he had to dig out some ancient Android phone that he had in order to create an account for me because there's no there's no uh, iOS spots right now. Right, right. So again, I just brushed him off like, okay, like whatever. What are you doing? Wasting time. So he set up an account for me and then he set up an account for himself. And because we didn't know anything at the time, he didn't use a referral code, which I still have not forgiven him for. <laughs> but anyways, um, I, I took this little app and the next morning I went out and I was an avid cyclist before yeah. kids. Mm-hmm. And I had not been on a bicycle since, I guess it's four years ago, since before I was pregnant. Anyways, I took out this little app on my bike. I hadn't been on a bike in four years. And I just went around and I saw there were there were a couple dozers near me. And it was from mm-hmm. I guess these players that don't play anymore. And then there was a print shop and then there was a key or two. And I didn't know what I was doing. I was just clicking on things. Right, right. <laughs> So I remember getting to a dozer and somehow I guess I had gotten some resin. And I didn't know it was resin at the time. I actually thought they were little hockey pucks. Yeah. Because, you know, we're in Canada, right? Yeah, of course. (laughs) So I thought that you had to flick these little resin pucks because you had to knock off these little characters. Right. Take over their spot or something. And me not being a gamer, like, I, I don't know how things work. So I heard heard of Pokemon Go, and mm-hmm. I heard that you fight monsters or whatever. So I thought that was totally the intention of the game, and you had to knock off these people in order to get the bitcoins. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. That's awesome. So <laughs> you're there flicking resin into a user vault of a player who probably doesn't play anymore, thinking that's how to get the bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right on. <laughs> that just goes to show. I feel like um, the game needs a little bit of a tutorial, um, especially oh, when it, you first when you first start playing, right? It absolutely does, and I didn't know how to create a headquarters either. Yep, I didn't even yep. know you had to. I remember I was watching a YouTube video, and I think it was um, by Smooshy. Yeah, and he said that you had to build a headquarters in order to get mystery boxes or something. Yeah, but I remember he was saying you have to go to a key forge. And you go to Keyforge by going to a key booth. And without having any visual representation, I didn't know what that meant. Yeah. So I remember I went back out to a key booth and I was just clicking and clicking like, what am I doing? I don't know how to forge this green key that I supposedly mm-hmm. need. But anyways, then I found the wiki and all was good after that. <laughs> the wiki is a lifesaver. It absolutely is. Marloff does a really good job with that. And you do a little bit of of work on the wiki too as well. Do you want to just kind of run through what you've done for the wiki? I mean, I, I'm just a a back person. I I just do edits where I can. Mm-hmm. Marlov's got a great team. There's actually quite a few of us that keep yeah. that wiki up to date. Yeah, totally. And it's definitely needed for the game. <laughs> absolutely. It absolutely is. 
All right. So why don't we just kind of jump into, I know we have been talking about the Christmas event, but I just want to take it almost day by day with, with you because I mean, it didn't take long. <laughs> we, I think, it, I think a lot of us thought to finish that quest line, it would take a little bit longer, <laughs> but um, you absolutely crushed it. So I just want to know kind of um, at the beginning of the event, what was kind of the strategy you were going for? Like, wh- what did you think was going to work and what did you think wasn't gonna, going to work? So to be honest, there was something that Illusion Weaver posted and he said, mm-hmm. somebody had asked him, like, do you think somebody could finish the quest in one day? Mm-hmm. And Illusion Weaver said, no way, LOL. Mm-hmm. So my thought was just watch me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I went so hard. But no, really, it was um we had it's Christmas and we had plans, so I wanted to get right. it done well before Christmas, just so none of our plans would be interrupted. So the first night, I remember my husband and I just went out. We loaded up the kids into the car and yeah. we just drove all over getting all of the trees everywhere in Vancouver. Uh, We even went down into Richmond, which is another suburb that's quite far from Vancouver, actually. Yep. We just went absolutely everywhere. And And so that was, was, sorry, that was on the first night, right? The very first night, yes. So how long did it actually take for you to unlock your first Christmas tree? Or, you know, yeah, how how long did it take to, to get the first tree? And how many trees were down in vancouver or your your area on the first night okay so it was actually interesting because right at four o'clock i actually rode out my bike to uh our local bike paths Mm because i wanted to get our user vaults first Mm -hmm. and i actually ended up getting a 50 candy cane box right away yeah (laughs) that was really surprising Mm -hmm. so i was able to put my tree down basically five minutes into the event right And then I went back home and then my husband and we loaded up the kids and then we started driving around so that he could place his tree. And it took him an hour and a half to collect those stupid 50 candy canes for some reason. Right. right. But it was interesting because I was convinced that there was a a, a nimble, nimble mechanic that collects more candy cane drops if you're on a bike or by walking. Right. Because why should I get 50 candy canes right away and it takes him an hour and a half to get 50, right? Exactly, yep. But yeah, so we got we got uh, my husband's 50 candy canes and then we dropped down his tree. And yeah, then we just went home, had dinner while we were waiting for everyone else to drop their trees as well. Right. And then we drove into Vancouver and all the various suburbs. There was things everywhere. And I, I think it was, um, I, I can't remember, but there was probably 20, 30 trees or something like that. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So my husband actually ended up getting the hundred jingle bells that he needed by, I think it was shortly after midnight, yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. So we went back home because there were no more trees to hit mm-hmm. and he placed down his, his rare tree, yeah. or I guess he printed the elf and then he, he placed his rare tree. And then by that point, it was like one in the morning. Some other trees had popped up elsewhere in Vancouver and various other suburbs. So I dropped him and the kids off. And then I went back out again to drive wow. for four hours to get 15 more Jingle Bells. <laughs> wow. That's yes. dedication. Uh, 
stupidity, maybe. A <laughs> little bit of both. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see if I could get it done in that one day, but yeah, wasn't possible. No, I, I think completing the quest in one day was was impossible. But on the other hand, I also thought printing the elf on the first day was going to be impossible. Um, but you know, you guys proved a lot of us wrong with that one because I felt like that was the hardest part. I don't know if, if you would agree with me on that, but trying to get those jingle balls for the elf to start the ball rolling with all the rare trees felt yeah. kind of was the hardest part. Is that, is that kind of how you guys felt? Absolutely. I mean, I, I remember I actually went on the wiki to check what the uh, recipe was for printing the elf because we opened our first tree and we got five jingle bells and I got five antlers or something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was taking quite some time to get trees on the map because it, it's quite a feat to collect those 50 candy canes in the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were dropping one at a time. It was just yeah. taking way too long. But I remember thinking, like, five jingle bells. Wow, we have to hit a minimum of 40 trees if mm-hmm. you're thinking 50-50 drop right between antlers and jingle bells. Mm-hmm. I was thinking it would take a minimum of 40 trees to get those. But fortunately, my husband had better RNG luck yep. with getting those jingle bells. So he had something like 100 jingle bells and 15 antlers once he managed to get it. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's that's definitely good. Um, that's kind of funny. It kind of reminds me of of my first day of the event where, you know, a minute or two after it starts, I, I ran outside and I hit my fr- I have about five in the park near me, um, user vaults. So I hit the first one and it gives me one candy cane and I, <laughs> and I turn over to my, my partner and I'm like this, I don't, it, am I being trolled? I thought I was being trolled at first. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like you, which is really funny, in my second vault, I got 50. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Nice. So, yeah, so I didn't really know what was happening. I thought maybe for the first couple of minutes, like, there was a bug happening. <laughs> <laughs> where only everybody was getting one um and then they switched it to 50 i'm not and then, you know after the event in hindsight it's getting 50 is very lucky right yes right so um i think we both kind of got lucky with that you know being able to put down our tree right away um but yeah and then then the candy canes start to roll in once you've got a couple trees down you know a couple days right. in the event um so now, do you know what day actually it was that you printed the the gingerbread man and finished the quest line? Was it day three or day four? I can't remember. It's right. all a blur. I didn't sleep very much. <laughs> no, I, I don't blame you on that. Um, so why don't we just run through the next day then? So after you know going out again that night, that night, um, trying to get trying to finish off the elf, um, but you you actually didn't. You weren't able to do that, right? No, I had to. I had to wait until after the reset, I believe it was. Right, right. Remember. Um, so the next day, obviously everybody's still going for the jingle bells. They want to print the elf. Yeah. Um your your husband's now already printed it. 
got his rare tree down. So you're also getting, I think at the time there were in, in the rare trees, there were 10 jingle bells, right? Uh, it was 15, I believe. Oh, 15. Okay. What was really three. annoying was I got 15 antlers from my husband's rare tree. <laughs> so you were, you were already stocked for the antlers when the Rudolph came around. <laughs> yes, but it took a long time to get that Rudolph blueprint. So. Oh, okay. That's very interesting. Um, and so did that, did that, um, so, so I'm assuming day two, you put down your rare tree you start hitting. And so, and so the Rudolph uh, blueprint was actually tough for you to get. It was hmm. at the time I managed to get that Rudolph blueprint. I was able to print three or four Rudolphs. It was really oh, wow. ridiculous. Wow. That's, that's a lot. Um, and I also kind of want to get a glimpse into now this, <laughs> I kind of want to get a glimpse into um like the the local community that you share right because obviously you have some powerhouse players <laughs> alongside of you right yeah. and uh and obviously that really helps during an event especially an event where um it's community like this one was very community driven where, Absolutely. right so you obviously have a team of people behind you right is is there a lot of discussion going on back and forth between you guys in the discord um communicating kind of where trees are or like what your strategies are absolutely there was mm -hmm. um and, and the general consensus was to put your tree on on anakura's map yeah just to make it easier for people to plan mm -hmm. i i don't know if everybody knows this but if you go on anakura's map you can actually click on each on each point of interest and there's actually an option to open up google maps directly yeah. on your phone mm -hmm. And then you could click on a different POI and you can copy the location and it gives you the GPS coordinates and you can just paste them all. So in Google Maps, you can actually paste 10 sets of coordinates. And it just makes it super, super easy to map out a driving route for you to get to all the trees. Oh, interesting. I did not do that. And I didn't know you could do that, but that is very interesting. That's a good strategy. <laughs> But yes, going back to the community, yes, it mm -hmm. absolutely was a very collaborative effort. Um, everyone was trying to get their trees up as quickly as they could and then notifying the rest of the group where they were. Right. Now, the only, uh, thing, is, yep, um, sorry. The only thing is Vancouver, it, it's not just Vancouver, it's right. really the greater Vancouver Regional District, which is very, very large. It's very spread out. Mm -hmm. And and that's hence why there was 600 kilometers driving in one day. Right. <laughs> and it was funny because I didn't really know that at the time. Uh, I, I was kind of in the Discord, uh, and and w when you when you said that, you know, the driving is quite a lot, and I had to uh, I had to like Google it and like look at kind of what was going on over there. And you're right, it's a lot a lot of driving. Um, and so I, I guess it's well-deserved, but, um, do you know, by the end of the event, um, like how many Epic trees you guys had going? Oh, I'd say 15 to 20 or something like that. Wow. Wow. And was the strategy to continuously hit those even, you know, even though after you got the blueprint, I know you said you had to, you had, um, like plans or something. So did you end up taking a break? Oh, for sure. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it took my husband actually quite a few epic trees to get the gingerbread blueprint. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know who holds the record, but I think he ended up hitting like 60 or something. Yep. Which is just ridiculous. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but it, I'm not complaining. It's good. It's good that epic things are kept epic. Yep. But it would have been nice not not having to drive him around so much after I finished the quest. <laughs> yeah, I agreed. And I, I shared this with you, but I figured I'd share it with the listeners as well. Um, but my tale for, for getting the gingerbread was a little um, anticlimactic. So obviously, halfway through the event, I had my epic tree down. I thought I was doing awesome. Um, and in our area, we also had, uh, now that I'm looking at Anakur's map, I know we have six, six that I could hit within a day. Um, and then three of those, I would double dip. Um, so, you know, nine trees potentially in a day. And I ended up not actually even getting the, the blueprint, which really sucked because, um, obviously I, I planned accordingly. Like I thought I was going to for sure get it. Um, I even saw people in the discord saying, you know, Oh, I, I got it on my first tree. <laughs> right. And I, and I think that might've wait, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but you, you told me that, um, you, you hit, you actually got the gingerbread off your tree. Was it the first tree yes. you hit? Yes, it was. Wow. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm sorry for your experience. I, I actually feel really bad for everyone <laughs> that spent their 1110 keys and did mm. not get the blueprint yep so actually i spent a little more than that but um what happened was on the last day i i did have to go to work um so i knew that i had one more chance at my epic tree in the morning i went out and i hit it and i didn't get it um so i knew what i had to do what i ended up doing was i packed up my hq so i could bring it to work uh -huh. with me and I was on I was on the auction house trying to get a gingerbread man so I could finish off the quest, which I, I did end up doing. Um, I think that the the reward at the end was I think it's worth at least five five yellow keys. So I, I, I and I spent five yellow keys on the gingerbread guy. So I feel like that balanced it a little bit. Um, I do feel a little shortchanged because of the yeah. uh, having to spend the having to spend that red key, but you know, it was, it was either I get it or I don't. I guess this event, they didn't, they didn't want me to have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that was a little, little disheartening, but um, yeah. What, what did you think about uh, the, the reward? Obviously your reward was a lot better than mine. <laughs> uh, well, it, you, were, you were the first person to get it. So you got an extra reward. Um, but, right. But what, what did you like? Did you, the overall general thoughts on the, on the reward at the end of the quest? So when I opened that big tickle box, there were six reward chests that dropped down. Right. And, you know, normally for this game, it's always been an epic blueprint. Right? Mm -hmm. For Halloween, it was the black cat. So when six of them dropped down, I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is amazing. I'm going to get six epic blueprints. This, <laughs> this is key printers for days. Yeah. But I opened that first one and it was 5,000 yellow paint. Right. And I actually thought I was getting trolled. Like, are you serious right yeah. now? Did I, did I just not sleep and drive to the end of the earth to get paint? You did. <laughs> and so it's 5,000 yellow paint. The next box I opened was 5,000 green paint. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my goodness, this is getting even better. Yeah. Yeah, it was 5,000 paint of every color. Right. And the last box was the NFT. Right. 
which was amazing. I'm mm-hmm. super happy about that. Mm-hmm. So, so you like so you liked the rewards then? I did, but yeah. I also felt really, really bad for everybody else in the world that was trying to compete. And I, I knew that none of them stood a chance. It was going to be <laughs> Vancouver getting all ten of those places. Yep. But I felt really bad for everyone else spending their red keys to get paint. Yep, yep. So, um, and it was. It actually was all Vancouver players in the top 10. Yes, it was. Yeah, so, I mean, obviously you guys are doing something right. We can't be mad at that because I I think it's very obvious where, especially in events like these, and you can go back to the Halloween event too where you guys crushed and dominated, but... So obviously, um, you guys are doing very well. I thought maybe our group um, would would be able to <laughs> maybe pull something out, but <laughs> no, it's just it's very hard to compete against the 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 squad you guys have over there. Obviously, um, the communication, right, and you know, and the amount of like large players you have over there, it it just can't be beat for now, right? For now. <laughs> Well, it's interesting because I look at the map and places like Hawaii and LA and Toronto, they, there's so many more players there. It's crazy. I know. And I think it, I don't know what it has to do. It's, it's, it's not even player density, right? Because it's probably about to I feel like the, the player density in Toronto is probably pretty close to the player density in, in Vancouver. Um, but it it just has to do with those dedicated players, the mindsets. It's it's Squeamy. Squeamy runs a tight ship in Vancouver. So even Does though he? we've got fewer players, it's it's really a really big team effort there. Wow. Okay. So Squeamy's the head honcho. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um. So yeah, no, the reward was really cool. I just want to quickly touch on the NFT because. Um, that was also incredibly cool. So you have that as a blueprint, right, in your inventory? Yes. Um. So do you want to describe the NFT for the people who, um, maybe aren't in the loop? Because um, it's it's a very very cool one. So my understanding is that it is artwork that didn't make the cut for this Christmas event. Mm-hmm. So the Coin Hunt World team turned it into an NFT, and it's. It's really cool because it's got all the signatures of all the people that worked on the event. Yeah. And there are only 10 copies minted of it. Right, right. And this is the first, I mean, it's not the first NFT in Coin Hunt World, but it's the first NFT associated with Coin Hunt World, right? So right. this one yeah. this one could definitely go down in history. It might very well be worth a pretty penny, um, but it's also a very cool um little piece of memorabilia right because it's it's even got um i wish i had it up in front of me i don't but i know that it has the uh, like a grinch qb that they ended up not going with um which was really cool it also had a mrs or a miss gingerbread cookie did it not i don't have it up in front of me but right i don't know the the artwork was really cool and it was all signed by all the people working on the christmas event which was um also really Super cool special. yeah yeah um so you well deserved um i i know a lot of people thought it was going to be an nft i personally didn't think that at all <laughs> i did not think that at all either right right uh, what what did you actually think it was going oh well you thought it was going to be epic blueprint or an epic blueprint? i thought it was going to be a grinch epic blueprint. oh yes yes 
would have been really cool adding an extra one because yes like you said they did do that for the halloween event right it actually makes me wonder if that was the original intention for the reward mm. and because they couldn't get it into the game they ended up giving the five chests of paint instead that would that's interesting <laughs> um is, is that think... what you opened because you finished the quest was it just the I, five I did. chests that dropped yeah that's all it was. So I got instead of the six boxes, I got the five boxes, five thousand of each paint. Okay. Which you know is not a very bad reward. Um, I think it's I think it's okay. I don't obviously it's not worth the red key, but right. I, I think what our strategy was, and when I say our, I mean um, in my local Discord group, there was a discourse going on about how. If you place your epic tree, you know, within a certain amount of time, you'll be able to off of the actual resources that it drops, you know, probably get a red key back in the in the resources alone. Um, <laughs> that's great. I mean, Unless you end up with 15 antlers each time. or yeah, Exactly. The cinnamon sticks aren't very um, aren't worth a lot, but the red ribbons or the scarves or whatever they are, those are worth pretty like about i mean it dropped at a hundred each and i think they were going for about a yellow key um so that nice. was pretty good and the, and the eggnog dropping out of the epic trees as well was was worth a little bit but um i, I think it all in order for it to be well worth it you needed the gingerbread blueprint absolutely <laughs> yeah so um i feel for the people out there like you said who who didn't get it i'm one of them but um i'll I'll live through it <laughs> yeah i'm sorry yeah that's all right <laughs> um let's well i mean what do you think of the uh i mean you were the first person to actually equip the gingerbread man um so what did you think of the actual qb and or the animation as well it's amazing absolutely yeah. amazing uh, i i've got two young kids and my toddler absolutely loves gingerbread men yeah so when we found out that it was going to be a gingerbread QB, my toddler told me, oh, mom, you have to go get that blueprint. Yeah. So I, that's what I ended up doing. I got it for him. Wow. So there was the, that extra motivation. Absolutely. I, would, <laughs> I was going to do everything I could to get that blueprint for him. Yeah. And um, the elf QB, too, which was um, one of the new ones and one of the first ones you had to get in order to actually get to the end. Right. Was was really cool as well. What did you think about the elf one? Oh, it's it's super funny how they made it smaller than the other ones. It's, yeah, <laughs> I love whoever's doing that. The artwork and the animation yes. got a good sense of humor. Yeah, absolutely. And they seem to get better and better every iteration, every event. It just keeps getting better and better. For sure. Um. Okay. So I just want to quickly um bounce off of the actual new mechanics that were happening in this event so obviously we had i mean we talked pretty in depth about both of them but the tr i just want to get your overall thoughts again so um for the tree mechanic very much like the cauldron mechanic i'd say with a little bit of structures added in um what are your thoughts on maybe how they maybe not improve the tree mechanic but w was there anything um you saw that that could have been changed or did you like it perfectly how it was? I mean, coming from the player who <laughs> drove 600 kilometers in one day to hit a bunch of them. <laughs> so to be honest, I am not a fan of this mechanic. Right. Uh, I 
do not like driving for this game. Mm -hmm. uh, and if anyone is thinking about competing in the future, don't worry about me. I'm not going to be driving for this game. <laughs> Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Um, I mean, I actually started out as just a cyclist for this game. I only right. ride my bike on the bike paths, collecting our user vaults. And yeah, I didn't have a red key for the first event that I played, and that was the elemental event. Mm -hmm. And it's because I wasn't driving around for keys. Right. So I actually like the cauldron mechanic a little bit better, just mm -hmm. because in order to trigger the epic cauldron, you had to be walking or riding your bike. Right. Whereas for the trees, I mean, just the nature of this game right now, because we have a relatively low player density, relatively speaking, mm -hmm. you have to drive. If you want to yeah. hit trees, you have to drive. Yeah, agreed. And I, I think you're completely right. I think the nimble mechanic really worked so well, especially with the players who, who were driving. And then they were like, okay, I got to stop, you know. I got to stop driving because this isn't working. And so it actually made players who usually drive start walking. Right. right. Um, which, which was, you know, the absolute ideal <laughs> thing that could have happened. And, and it did. So, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think that the, the nimble mechanic would have been great for, for this event. And this is even speaking from two Canadian players. I'm assuming, actually, I'm not sure how bad it was in Vancouver, oh, but. Gosh. <laughs> During during the, the event for at least the first couple of days, it wasn't actually too bad for, for me over here in Ontario. But how was how was the weather over in Vancouver during the event? Well, the second night, I believe it was. The second night we actually got um what did they call it? Ice ice rain? Oh right, like hail? No, it's um I don't know what it's called. But uh, basically it was black ice everywhere. Oh right. And there were actually travel advisories to keep off the roads because it was just so treacherous there it ended up being not too bad actually yeah fortunately yeah but that's good i think it was three or four days into the event four days no it's christmas christmas mm -hmm. day we actually had a white christmas for the first oh. time in who knows how long yeah <laughs> but being vancouver vancouver doesn't see snow very often right Yep. So as soon as you get anything, the city just comes to a complete stop. Yeah. We're, we're not hardy like like you Ontarians there. Right. <laughs> I, I did forget about that. I did. I did. Uh, but I know that the, the weather is still a factor, especially when you're a little bit more up north. So maybe that's the reason why they didn't go full in on the nimble mechanic again. Um, I'm not sure, though, because I really I walked the whole thing. Oh, my gosh. The amount of steps I got. Really? <laughs> good for you that, that's crazy yeah so i was doing probably thirty thousand steps a day um and i did that for a week straight so now i'm completely burnt out <laughs> wow good for you i'm taking a big rest day today um i know we 
winter too. Exactly. And I know we, we talked a little bit um, this morning about um, the New Year's event that's going on right now. Um, it's it's just, you know, you know, one of those basic events. But I did get the blueprint on the first try. So that was nice. So now I'm going to take a nice long, probably about a week, <laughs> a week of rest. Nice. <laughs> I imagine you're doing something of the same. Yeah, I'm looking forward to not driving. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, and so let's move along to the quest line mechanic. So um, obviously this this one was a hit. Um, I think going forward, they need to do this every event. I love the quest line system. Um, I mean, you probably liked it too, being the first person to complete it. Um, I do like the, the fact that they have, you know, a reward at the end to make it kind of worth it, especially if they're asking you to spend keys. Um, was there anything you would have liked to see change here or, or are you excited for this one in the future? Oh, I'm super excited to see mm-hmm. what they come up with it because really the game becomes a little bit monotonous. Yeah. Really. You're just driving around, collecting keys, opening vaults with no purpose. Right. And, and even the, even the questions, right. Or, Oh, I know this one. I know this one. And you're picking categories, you know, don't say that so loud or they're going to change them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll figure them out. <laughs> Hopefully, but you know that art category was really nice. Oh yeah, that was one of the ones I didn't open my mouth on. <laughs> um, but I mean, even for Halloween, it was even though there were cauldrons, you weren't really going to them because there's no point right. unless you wanted to collect magical fabrics or whatever. You weren't going out of your way to go to the cauldrons. Yeah, and I know that Illusion Weaver had mentioned in discord a while back that he wanted things to be a destination so you wanted to drive to go somewhere because it's a destination Mm -hmm. so it was interesting to see how they moved to this mechanic with the tree structures Mm -hmm. because then people could place trees where they wanted right so you actually could make it a destination um but but with the whole quest line, it actually gave it a purpose. Like you actually needed mm-hmm. to go through those trees in order to progress in the quest line. Yeah. Um, so do you know, do you, do you remember what the hardest part of the quest chain was for you? Like when you were like trying to, I, I mean, here, let's, ba- let's back up. Sorry. At what point during the quest did you think, okay, I'm, I'm going to be the first person to, to get this? I didn't think I would be first, honestly. Okay. I mean, I was trying to get it done as fast as I could. But the hardest part was actually that first night, getting those jingle bells for the elves. Right. That was my follow-up question. (laughs) What the hardest part was. Yeah. And I think we can all agree that, yeah, getting getting that elf, you got to get the the actual blueprint and you got to get the right amount of jingle bells too. Yeah. That was the first kind of grind, you know? Right. Right. And, and and you really actually had to grind in order to get that. The rest, I feel like, um, I mean, this is kind of ironic coming from someone who actually didn't end up getting that gingerbread QB uh, blueprint. Um, but I think that you could have, um, you know, after halfway through the event, you could have coasted and still been able to, you know, kind of make your way through it. Oh, absolutely. Um, exactly. Maybe maybe you wouldn't come up with the same amount of resources, but you definitely could have gotten all the way through the quest line. Um, but yeah, I, I I mean, to wrap up the, the quest line mechanic, I think that uh, 
it's amazing. They and I'm excited to see what they come up with. Um, I think that the that an NFT reward was was very cool, but I'd also love to see them do you know your idea of the an extra Q, epic QB or you know really they could fit anything inside of a chest. Right, I, I'm sure they could put anything. They they could have put like resin or something, and we would have mm-hmm. all still gone crazy trying to finish it. Yeah, and 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 the funny thing is, is that now that the New Year's event is going on right now, um, there's no paint actually dropping from any of right. the vaults right so everybody kind of put on their sherlock holmes hat and said you know this there must be no more paint coming (laughs) because of the the actual um the the reward at the end was all paint so now everybody's thinking you know there's no more paint in the game which would be i sure hope not yeah that would be a little bit intimidating considering i uh i need to print some qbs so (laughs) i'm sure i'll be back in a few hours from now Right, right. Um, but yes, yeah, so also, I mean, the New Year's, the the, the New Year's uh, event is going on right now. Um, I, you've gotten the QB, right? Yes, it took me something like thirty user vaults yesterday to right. get it. Right, so that's a lot. <laughs> it is. I was actually convinced that they were playing me again. Like, oh, uh, <laughs> you got right away. I'm going to change these drop rates for you. Well, that's funny because that's what they did to me. <laughs> they said, "Oh, you didn't get the gingerbread guy. Here's the here's the New Year's QB in one vault." <laughs> so that happened. It's not RNG. There's somebody playing with the levers. I swear. I, I think you're onto something there. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Also, I I haven't actually gotten to print the QB, and I haven't been able to look at the animation. H- have you been able to do either of those things? No. As soon no. as I got it, I was done. Yeah. Exactly. Back to resting. <laughs> exactly well um that's that's great um so that's kind of basically all my question um how about uh i just want to get your thoughts on the on this nft thing one more time here because um and and this isn't the directly related to the the quest line here but just nfts in general when it comes to play to earn games um and especially in coin hunt world where you know it's now been confirmed that both QBs and blueprints will be NFTs in the future. Um, and r- right now the blueprints in the game will only have one use where you mint the NFT, which then it adds to your, you know, OpenSea account or whatever. Um, so uh, is this something you're looking forward to? I mean, obviously you have an NFT, uh, an art NFT, but is um, QB um, NFTs and blueprints something that uh, you're looking forward to or not something like you know a lot about? I'm definitely looking forward to it. Right. Um, I mean, right now, I think we're all extremely fortunate because we're in this game so early on mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. before it hopefully explodes. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I can see that uh, Illusion Weaver has, I guess, this big this big future that he's planned. Mm-hmm. And he actually lets out little snippets into Discord every once in a while. Yeah. If you ever want to catch up on it, I know there's a lot that happens in Discord, and I I don't have time to read through all of it, and I'm sure nobody else has time to read through all of it. Right. But if you actually filter on on messages from Illusion Weaver, you can actually catch up pretty quickly. Yeah, and it's really interesting to see what he's thinking. Yeah, no, it it really is, especially when it comes to these blueprints. Um, and you know, you you're talking about the game exploding. 
which it's also been confirmed that the next country to be launched in, and I think this is happening in January, is the Philippines. Right, um, right. So, which is, you know, a country that's known for hopping on board the play to earn game to, you know, generate income and doing it with like large amounts of success. So that's also something that could, you know, bootstrap this game's growth. Um, sure. Also something that I'm looking forward to. For sure. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, talking about play to earn games, do you, I know you have another play to earn game. We'll get into it Mintopoly, but other play to earn games, this is another just kind of generic question for you. Do you play any other play to earn games no. other than coin hunt world? No, just, just no, coin hunt am, world and Mintopoly. I am not a gamer at all. Right. Right. Like, okay. I'm, I'm just a mom. I don't play games. Right. Except for coin hunt world and Mintopoly. Well, you play both of those games um, very well, might I add. Um, so for those of you, the listeners who don't know, why don't you just explain what Mintopoly is if to someone who, who hasn't played before? Okay, so Mintopoly is actually quite different from Coin Hunt World. Mm-hmm. It is an idle game, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that you're sitting in front of your computer. So what it is, is it's a blockchain simulator game. Mm -hmm. So you are given a set amount of money, and they call it Mintopoly money, Mm -hmm. which is their fake in-game currency. And you buy assets with those. So the very first asset you can buy is a mining rig. Mm -hmm. And a mining rig generates a block reward per block. So... You actually collect those rewards, and then you can afford, uh, I guess, higher tier assets. So you can buy validator nodes and oracles and Mm -hmm. automated trading bots and exchanges as well. Mm -hmm. But really what it boils down to is it's a big, giant math problem. Yes, exactly. (laughs) And that's that's actually why I like it. I I like math. Mm Mm-hmm. And you're not having to do much. You're not sitting in front of the computer or anything. You're just doing math. Right. So the other aspect of it is there's this game, but this game is actually a platform to airdrop their real Mintopoly token. Mm-hmm. And their token is actually, it's a um, Ethereum-based token. Mm-hmm. And they airdrop it to the top 500 players for every round. Right. So this is just their way of distributing their tokens to the community right now. And they're doing this for the first 50 weeks. Right. I think right now we're on week 24. So there's still, yeah, there's still (laughs) 26 more rounds to play. Right, right. So Um, I, yep, sorry. I'm sorry. The other aspect is there's actually NFT trading cards right. that you can purchase or you can win from from the various rounds. And those NFT trading cards actually give you boosts. Right. So those boosts just help you increase your net worth in the game and get more Mintopoly tokens. Right. During the during the actual rounds. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, th- when I first came across this game, um, Anakura recommended me the game. Um, I'm not sure if he also recommended the game to you, That's but you. I know. Yeah, <laughs> I I think that uh, he got on his referral game quickly with that one. Um, but yeah, so Mintopoly is quickly. I've quickly um, learned to like it. 
Um, but but you're right. It, it is one big giant math problem because these blocks that go by in the game are 15 seconds long. Yes. And each time, you know, a block goes by, you get the rewards and then you can, you know, add more assets or stake your money. And, you know, it, it actually is just one big giant math problem because you can calculate all the way through to, to, to know when you need to be at your computer, when you need to hit stake, you know, when you need to buy something um, based on the fact that the constant is that each block is 15 seconds. Um, and right. yeah, so, so it is, it is very math heavy. Um, and <laughs> which is really funny because, you know, the top 10 or 20 players who, who win the round are those people who, have done the math clearly (laughs) and have just uh, capitalized and took advantage of of the math system. Now you're one of those players, um, which is really funny because um, when I first started playing Mintopoly, I would see you up at the top of the leaderboards all the time. And I had no idea how to do it really. Um, I knew it, I knew it had, it had to do with the math and I I've been generating a better strategy over and over again, but to put it into perspective for you and, and for the listeners, the top 500, like you said, get airdropped um, MM, Mintopoly money at the end of the round. If you're, if you're in the top 500, I can usually get around on a good, like if, I've, if I'm playing, I could probably get around 150, like the 150th spot. <laughs> nice. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's nice for me. But for you, it's a little bit different, right? I mean, I feel like you're consistently in the top 10, maybe top 20 um, for, for as long as you've played. Um, so, so obviously you have a better strategy than me, but I think in, in just an overall sense of the game is extremely fun, right? Yes. And it's not like math heavy. You can, you can play it very efficiently if you want to, uh, but you can also play it not efficiently like me and, you know, for the first 50 weeks still get that airdrop. Well, absolutely. Um, You you could be a totally casual player, look at it twice a day and still place top 500. Yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. Um, I will say that, you know, obviously because the game is, um, I mean, it's kind of just airdropping tokens to you. Um, there, there are, there is a somewhat of a roadmap because in their discord, you know, they have the, the, the developer in there and, and he has, you know, he, he reminds me slightly of illusion weaver, you know, he's got those grandiose yeah, right. ideas and he's, he thinks that this game, I mean, it's passion, right? They both have passion behind their game. Right which is awesome. Um, and then they have that NFT aspect, which is also very cool. So yeah, right. I think, I think Mintopoly is, is, is a great game. It's not, if you're looking for something lucrative, it might not be the best for, for, you know, as, as far as what their token value is, but that's not necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's not a great indicator because, you know, as we know, games could take off and all of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> the person who's been placing top 10 the past 20 weeks is uh, doing very well. <laughs> and and I just had to give a quick shout out to Elriad. He's yep. the latest Coin Hunt World player to win Mintopolis. Yes. And you know what I'm looking at right now? He, oh, so this is the current leaderboard um, for the last round. Yes, he placed seventh, uh, which is crazy right. good. <laughs> and uh, he has also been doing very well when it comes to playing this game and and it's funny we we kind of had this little chat about this that 
the coin hunt world players are like moving into the mintopoly and kind of you know taking over a little bit <laughs> it's funny because there's a lot of crossover so so much the, the coin hunt world players have actually been really vocal in the mintopoly discord yeah and We've actually brought over quite a few Mintopoly players into the coin hunt world uh, ecosystem as well. Yeah. And there's there's so much overlap. If you think about some of the coin hunt world players, what do we always talk about in Discord? We're always talking about statistics and we're talking about drop rates and crypto and speculating about yeah. various different things. And it's the same type of person that would like Mintopoly. Somebody with that kind of speculative mindset, somebody with that mathematical mindset, somebody who cares about RNG, somebody cares mm. about statistics. So it, it's a very natural crossover. Yeah, no, it, it totally is. And it's and it's a great game. It's also free, right? Which is one of those ones that, uh, so you don't need to purchase anything in order to play. And you, and you don't need to purchase anything really to even place in the top 500. Right, exactly. and, and I I know I didn't. I did you did you ended up end up paying for any of the NFTs? I actually did. I bought three NFT cards, mm -hmm. and it was because I wanted to win Mintoplist. Right, <laughs> and I I know that a few of us have purchased cards just trying to win Mintoplist. Yes, because at the end, if you're the number one player, you win one of the best cards, right? Yes, yeah, and so. And actually, I believe in the future, you'll be able to purchase these cards with the actual token. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So there's, so, there's going yeah. to be a new round of cards minted in the new year. And there's actually quite a few features coming. There's actually going to be the ability to rent cards as well for various oh. rounds. Okay. Using their their uh, token. Yeah. But there's there's a whole set of things planned in the roadmap yes exactly um and it's and it, yeah it's a fun game so i definitely recommend checking that one out um but yeah that was that was also one of the reasons why i wanted you on the podcast because yeah i i kept seeing your name pop up and like i knew you from coin hunt world and also um doing the um the wiki stuff but then seeing you pop up on the leaderboards for um in top layer, like wow okay like <laughs> you're really into it I'm a little crazy. <laughs> I, I've got a spreadsheet if you're interested. That oh, does all I, for you. Oh, really? Hmm. Interesting. I'm definitely interested in that. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll send it your way. <laughs> Am I going to be a new uh, Mentopoly top player now? <laughs> Hopefully. I, I love seeing the Coin Hunt World players being up yeah. on that board. Yeah, I think, uh, I think we kind of took the Mentopoly players by surprise. <laughs> we did, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I just want to kind of reel it back in. Obviously, um, those are two, two of the games that you play. Um, which one do you play more, would you say? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I mean, with Mintopoly, you can play on your phone as well. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I play them at the same time, really. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually set alarms for every 50 minutes to stake. So when my alarm goes off, switch over to Mintopoly and stake. That's that's interesting because I know that you do have to do that in order to, you know, be in that top yes. elite group. That's one yeah. of those that's one of those things that you, you do have to do that. <laughs> 
And yeah, if you're if you're not so crazy, if you appreciate your sleep, if you're sane, I don't recommend setting alarms. Right. <laughs> and uh, it just goes to show. I mean, even in the uh, Christmas event, uh, you you were able to sacrifice some of your sleep uh, to do well in the event, um, which was which was awesome. But maybe maybe uh, maybe not for you. But <laughs> for those I, of us watching, mom, moms don't sleep. So okay, there you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> they don't huh well okay i just want to uh kind of ask your opinion on one last thing i'd probably take it back over to coin hunt world um i just want to know kind of what future changes you're excited for so the number one thing i'm most excited for Mm -hmm. is the removal of kibus oh yeah as funny as that sounds I'm so blessed to live near Vancouver where yeah. you could just drive out and get 200 keys. Granted, it, it will take you four and a half hours, right? but it, it can be done. I could go and get 200 keys if I wanted. But that's the number one change I'm most excited about. Removal of those key booths and then the implementation of the biking or the walking to get keys instead. Right, right. Now, you think that that would um, benefit you? Or do you think it'll it'll hinder you and other people? I mean, I, I'm sure you're not going to get 200 keys doing right. that. But again, <laughs> I, I'm not driving into Vancouver every single day to get 200 keys anyways. And I don't want to be spending four and a half hours doing that. And it's not good for the environment either. Yes, exactly. Um, I, that's something I'm also very excited for. Um, when do you think, I know this is going to be a very tough question, but when do you think some that that feature is going to be implemented because that one has been thrown around, tossed about and discussed for quite a while. I know they maybe wanted to do quality of life changes um, coming January and Q1, but does that fall under that? Because this seems like a pretty major upgrade. I imagine it's going to be soon. Uh, I, I know that they said that there are not going to be any major events in Q1. So, I mean, it wouldn't make sense to do it right now when there isn't such a demand for keys. Yeah. Probably would get, you probably would get less, uh, less uproar that way. (laughs) There's always going to be uproar. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I'm I'm actually looking forward to that uproar. (laughs) Oh, me too. (laughs) It's always fun. Um, Yeah. So, no, that's a, that's a really good change. I agree. I think that that change is needed. Um, I'm excited to see how that's going to play out in the auction house because obviously we have our key whales now and, and, and you know who you are if you, if you are a key whale, <laughs> not me. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting dynamic when it comes to the auction house and really the leaderboards, right? Because the players who can, drive the most and collect the most keys can also hit the most vaults right and it's when when the change comes i think the change is also implementing that you know you don't get keys for driving right (laughs) so interesting for sure because mm -hmm. right now if you're if you're driving for keys you're also hitting vaults along the way exactly yeah right naturally so. It's another. It's another one of those um, choices dynamics, right? You can either drive and and hit a bunch of vaults, or you could walk and hit less vaults but get more keys. Right. 
Um, so, and, I mean, driving is still going to be part of the game. People will find and do whatever it takes, right? And I think that's um, driving for now, driving for events. I mean, you kind of even said it yourself, right? You you have to, if you want to be like that number in the top 10, at least, you know, especially if there's a quest line, you do need to be driving it. Um, for but sure. Hope, but hopefully, you know, later on down the line, with the implementation of, you know, that nimble mechanic or other mechanics that they come up with, hopefully <laughs> we can share the, uh, the, for the top 10 placement with people other than Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope to see that. Yeah. That'll be a, that'll be a miraculous day on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, all right. Um, well, is there is there anything else you you wanted to chat about? Any anything else that excites you when it comes to Coin Hunt World or Mintopoly? Well, I, I mean, I I just want to say that I really appreciate this game. Yeah. I, like I said before, I'm not a gamer. I do mm-hmm. not play games, but this is different. It's this is not just a game. I mean, there's so much more to it. There's the auction house, which is nice. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, it's there's a great community behind this as well, and Obviously, the founders and the developers are really well invested in this game. Yeah. Well, I'm super excited about its future. So would you say that um, if there was something along the lines of a um, a Coin Hunt World fest or... Um, what am I trying to say here? Like, a, like a, one of those... Um, yeah, like a fest. I don't know. Coin Hunt World Fest. Is that right. something you'd be interested in and in making either or flying out or taking a road trip to? <laughs> no, when Illusion Weaver mentioned it, or I think it was Cuckoo Puffs that mentioned mm-hmm. it. He said Las Vegas in May. Yep. yep. I was already looking at my calendar. Wow. <laughs> I should probably be doing the same. <laughs> but he also said it would cost a purple key. So I guess we'll have to be driving a little while longer to collect those keys. <laughs> hopefully the uh the change for walking for keys comes quickly then <laughs> yeah so i'll be walking but a lot there is something that illusion weaver said that was that i'm not sure everyone caught he said something to the effect that uh elemental hearts are special yeah. yep so i i don't know how many people caught that but if you don't have them i would highly recommend stocking up on them while they're super cheap so you know what i i did see that i kind of like grazed past it because i i understood that the elemental hearts were i mean there was only that one time event that those qbs are never coming back i figured they would would do something with the hearts because you know there was a lot of um buzz generated about how they were kind of useless um so i held on to all of mine and what i'm noticing now is that they're actually going for a lot more in the auction right. house than what they were previously, but you're right. They still are cheap. Um, so They're criminally it, cheap. Yes, exactly. But I mean, it's hard to speculate on them, right? Because we don't actually know <laughs> what, well, what they, what they will do. It's funny because illusion Weaver mentioned it two separate times and they were months apart that he mm-hmm. mentioned this. So hopefully fingers crossed it, it works out for the both of us. Yeah, um, I think the I think the comment was because um, you know the the it had something to do with the cinnamon sticks, right? Like, oh, we're getting too many cinnamon sticks. What are these even for? And he said, right? right. He's like, oh, all of those 
um, all of those resources that use the one item are going to be used for other things, you know, except for the elemental invasion hearts. Those are special. Right. right. So the, that, yes, that was a big tip off. And, and if you're not in the discord, then you wouldn't have seen that. <laughs> right. The whole, hopefully the prices skyrocket now. Yes. I'd love to see them skyrocket. I'm sitting on, um, I have, I think I have seven water hearts. <laughs> And that was just from playing the game. I didn't. I, I haven't been buying any of the hearts, but uh, I'd love to see them go for you know maybe uh, maybe a yellow key each. Yeah, <laughs> a big payoff would be great. Right, right. Keep some for yourself though, just in case. Yes. Oh yes. You don't have to remind me. I will definitely do that. I also have a. I'm sitting on a quite a stash of um, elemental QBs. Um, oh, good. So, good. Yes. So I guess. I'm not sure if it would have been smarter to keep all my hearts instead of printing them off. But, um, you know, back when he said illusion, Weaver said that, you know, this event's never coming back. Right. So I think people, you know, that kind of got my brain racing about how, you know, new players are constantly flooding in and they're going to want these QBs. So I, I better right. just have them ready for those new, for the new players coming in. Well, it, it's funny because there are other things that won't come back, like the Thanksgiving QB is not coming back. Right. And those blueprints were selling for 25 keys. Yeah. <laughs> That's criminal. Yeah. Is that something you stocked up on? I mean, I, I'm sure I compete against a lot of people in the auction house. I, I'm sorry. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry if it, it's just business. Yep. It's just business. <laughs> that's funny yeah i i didn't i didn't really um i didn't really think about that one because it's it's it was super common right but you but you're right especially if if you have the have, have the mindset of this game is is so still so new right only right. i mean I, I don't i don't know what the number is for active players i don't even know what the number is for like the amount of downloads but it's not a lot right exactly. <laughs> and and if you if, yeah if you expect the game to grow then you can expect the price of items to grow as well. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> so you're making some good auction house moves then. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> you're not divulging any secrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Uh, all right. Yeah, no, th this was a great talk. Um, I think we can cut it here, though. Uh, we're a little bit over an hour. Um, I just want to say thanks again for, for coming on and um, congratulations on being, you know, I'd say the event winner <laughs> this event. So congratulations and congratulations to um, your husband as well, who, who did amazing during the event and thanks your so sister. Much. Holy smokes, the whole family. <laughs> That's the secret. You, you need to refer your mom and dad, your grandparents, your mom-in-law, everyone. I I think I might have to get my mom to do that just so I can get some uh, some extra user vaults down. <laughs> I I can't believe you haven't already. <laughs> I know I know <laughs> I've gotten everybody else in the family, but yeah. So uh, no, this was this was great, uh, great learning experience. You you've taught me a lot, especially when it comes to uh, Mintopoly. Um, so for those of you who who want to check that game out, I'm sure I'll leave um, a referral link somewhere in the in the show notes, but. Uh, you can check that game out as well. Um, and uh, yeah, Lil Pangui, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thanks a lot. All right. Bye, guys. Happy New Year.